why we do baptism the way we do and how we do it. And so we've given you those scriptures as well. Um, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but one of the stories I love in scripture is in Acts chapter 8 when Philip uh, encounters the Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian eunuch is a, a God-fearing man. He's been to Jerusalem to worship, and he's on his way home, and he's reading the scroll of Isaiah in his chariot. And Philip is transported by the Holy Spirit there, and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch says, how can I unless somebody explains it to me? And so scripture says that he invited Philip up into the chariot. Um, he explained from Isaiah, the scroll of Isaiah, to who Jesus is. And the eunuch's first response is, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And so we consume that somewhere in there, uh, Philip taught the eunuch about baptism and the importance of it. And so we believe that baptism, it does not save you, uh, but it's a, a reflection of what's happening inside your heart. Um, it's indicative of the life change that's happening as we fully surrender uh, to Jesus, as we repent of our sin, um, as we turn to Jesus as Lord and Savior, and we say, you have control of my life. Uh, Father, what your will is for my will, that's what I want now. And then baptism is that first act of public obedience uh, where we display that to the church as a whole and to our family. Uh, in baptism, we practice full immersion, which means the full body goes underneath, um, which we see as representative of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And so it's a great illustration of that, tra that transformed life as well. Uh, so this morning, we have three people getting baptized this service, and uh, they're from all different um, ages and generations, and um, I think you're going to enjoy this. Now, we're going to need your help, though. Because scripture says that when a sinner repents and turns to Jesus, uh, that the angels throw a party in heaven. It's a, it's a huge celebration. I can imagine what that's like. And so we're going to try and get close to that. I mean, we're a few shy of what's in heaven. But we, we need you guys to get loud and rowdy and crazy after the, each baptism. Okay, don't wait till the very end um, when all three are done. Don't do a golf clap. Yay, you just, your life has been saved. You're going to heaven. Yay. No, like we're going to grow crazy in here at each baptism. So we're going to practice that, okay, right now. So I need you guys on the count of three just to get crazy. Ready? One, two, three. Nice. First service, I had to have them do it twice because they weren't awake yet. You guys had a little more time. So uh, we're going to watch a video uh, for each of our people getting baptized, and then that person is going to come out and be baptized. Pastor Dan, our children's pastor, is going to baptize the first two, and I'll baptize the third. My name is Lauren Cirillo. I am nine years old. I asked Jesus into my heart when I was three years old. I was at a friend's house, and she asked me if I was a Christian. I told her I wasn't, and then she told me how to ask Jesus into my heart. I accepted Christ into my heart that day. Jesus has helped me through a lot in my life. During the tornado in 2013, he saved my family from the tornado when my house was destroyed. He has helped me through very hard times. He helped me through building a house, and now we are getting close to moving back in. God has also helped me through the hard time of when my parents were getting a divorce. During that time, he helped me know what it means to trust him. He has given me wonderful people to talk to and to help me through all the hard times. I want to get baptized because I want other people to know that I am a Christian and that I'm here to help them if they need help. Good morning. This is my friend Lauren. Over the past uh, couple of years, Lauren and I have become good buddies. Uh, so are you excited to get baptized today, Lauren? Lord, I got to tell you, I'm excited to be able to baptize you this morning. Uh, and I know those people out there are excited to see you get baptized. Uh, the fact that you're standing up here right now getting baptized is a, uh, 
is a real testimony to God's faithfulness. The past, past 18 months or so have been difficult for you. Uh, you were in your house when the tornado came. You got, got stuck in your house when your house got destroyed with your parents. And then not long after that, your parents got divorced. But through it all, you have been able to see how God has been faithful and about how he loves you, about how he uh, comes through with his promises, about how he will take care of you and about how he will love you. And the fact that you're up here right now is a testimony. Uh, it's an encouragement to all of us. Some people, Lauren, would have gone to God and shaken their fist at him and been mad and then run away from him. But you didn't do that. You were obedient to, to actually run to God and to let him wrap his arms around you and to love you and to help you. And now today, you get to stand here in front of everyone and really be a testimony about how God has been faithful. Lauren, today do you want to uh, tell this group that you love Jesus, that you believe he died on the cross for your sins, and that he's God's son? Yeah. Lauren, based on your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I was baptized as a child and understood baptism academically, but not spiritually at that time. In 2012, we lost three grandparents within three weeks. All of them were strong in their faith, and while it was a very sad time, I also felt very comforted that I had no doubt that because Jesus died so their sins could be forgiven, they were in heaven. I began to truly desire and move toward having a relationship with Christ so that I could also have that same strength of faith and give that gift to my family when I leave them. Since then, it's been a gradual process of me being open and aware of God working in my life, and I've had several instances in which I have experienced him being present with me. I am much less anxious and worried during times of stress because I know it is all part of God's plan for me, and I am better able to accept that I don't need to understand the how and the why because he does, and he is good. I have also noticed feeling like I have more to give of myself for others in need. I want to be baptized because I want to move further in my relationship with Christ and be the Christian God intends me to be. I want to model obedience to the Lord for my own sake as well as for my children. Let there be light, huh? The end. Um. Well, thank you for your testimony, first off. I enjoyed talking with you last week to kind of get to hear what God has been doing in your life. Uh, it's been a long spiritual journey for you. Uh, it started back when you were a little child, and you've been growing in your understanding of who Jesus is. In fact, you said that you actually got baptized as a, as a youth, um, but that that had no personal spiritual significance to you, right? And so today you want to stand up here before your church body and before the community and to uh, say that you're a follower of Christ. So that is awesome. Deanna, do you believe Jesus for your sins? Yes, I do. Deanna, based on your faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
I've been a full-time pastor for 16 years and have, in that role, had uh, some incredible opportunities, uh, none like what we're about to experience uh, this morning. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who has decided to be baptized, and um, it's going to be a little bit of unique circumstances, and let me read some scripture, and you might get an idea of, of what we're about to experience. Mark chapter 2 says, so a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he'd come home. So many gathered there that so many gathered there that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, "Son, your sins are forgiven." And now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, "Why does this fellow talk like that?" He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say, uh, to, the par- to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And I believe this morning that we're never, we've probably never seen anything uh, like what's about to happen. And so we're going to watch a video here of my friend Jason, and then we're going to have one more baptism. My name is Jason Tibbs. Um, I'm here at Great Oaks today to be baptized. Um, I want to make this public statement um, for my belief in Christ. I, uh, when I was um, three years ago, I was in a really dark place. I was in a prison cell. Um, I had nobody. I had nothing to turn to. I, had, um, I was in a very dangerous place physically. And um, I turned my life to Christ then. I, I said some prayers. Um, some of them prayers came true very, very quickly. Um, you always think that you pray and you don't see the, the outcome very quickly. And a couple of these prayers, I saw the outcome very quickly. And, and I knew that, that, that he was with me and he was on my side. And so through a, um, a long stretch of reading, reading scripture, um, attending church services, um, I wasn't allowed to um, go outside my cell very often um, because of uh, reasons of um, endangerment to my my health. So um, I was quite alone, and I used that time to read scripture, to to just pray, to um, to just get in a, into into Jesus Christ. And luckily for me, I was raised in an incredibly a Christian atmosphere. Um, I was taught the Bible stories since I was three to three years old. You know, I went to Sunday school till I was in high school, um, and I just that was all instilled in me. So when I was lost and alone and didn't know where to turn to, and it was it was kind of like this. It was kind of like. Um, I was in this place. I was all alone. I wasn't allowed to leave. I wasn't allowed to have any kind of interaction with anybody. I had been taken away from everything that was important to me. 
everything that was hazardous to my health, everything that had gotten me in trouble. And the worst part was I was taken away from my family and my friends and uh, most importantly my daughter that was um, at the age where she was graduating high school and I was locked in a prison cell. So with all of those things, it was the biggest blessing I'd ever had because God took me away from all of that, the good and the bad, and he said, this is it, this is your shot. And he gave me a free Bible. <laughs> he gave me um, a decent church to go to. Um, they had to allow me to go. So um, everything I had in my life at that time was revolved around him. So at that point, I just started praying. I started reading. Um, I remember opening the Bible up. The first week I got my Bible, I opened it up. And I opened up to a chapter, and I thought, I'm just going to, I got some catching up to do. So I'm just going to read whatever I open up to. I'll go to the beginning of that chapter and read it. And I opened up to Proverbs, and I started reading it. And after about the fifth chapter, I had to push the book away. And I just kind of looked up in the sky, and I thought, why don't you have a way with words? <laughs> because he laid out everything in my life. And I knew at that point that this was what I had to do. And I, I had to accept Christ into my life. I had to do that so when I got out, I could follow that. And, um, you know, I did really well while I was in. Um, but you really don't have much option. There's not a lot to do. My biggest scare was when I got out, what was I going to do with it? And um, I'm very grateful that I have um, a wonderful aunt that stuck by my side. She came to my house three days a week, did Bible study. We talked about everything under the sun that had to do with scripture and beliefs. And, um, and it helped me continue to, to live the Christ-like life. And, um, and it took me a long time. And we talked about uh, baptism and repentance a lot. And it just took me a long time to make some amends with people, to, um, to just know that that was the road that I wanted. So um, a very big thank you to her and a very big thank you to my family for just sticking by my side, being with me. Um, I don't know what I would do without the strength of my family beside me. So I just want to thank them and, and uh, thank my daughter for just being the loving daughter she is and, and uh, sticking with me and, and sharing this, this whole walk with God with me. So, thank you. Hi, my name is Jason Tibbs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Tibbs. He, uh, uh, like I said, has become a friend of mine. Um, he's also joined our um, high school team um, as uh, one of our leaders, so he's worked with our high school ministry as well. And uh, to me, this is, I mean, we've talked a lot about grace and, um, you know, what that means and, and seeing how uh, God changes and transforms lives. And, you know, when I think of you, you weren't out murdering Christians like Saul, but, you know, you had this, this conversion experience and your life is just completely different now. You're living testimony of grace and that nobody can run too far from God uh, to be found again. 
And so it's going to be my privilege, along with your friends, uh, to baptize you here this morning. So uh, we're going to take some time here real quick, um, get him up out of the chair and into the water. We're going to do a full submersion um, into that. We talked about maybe just ramping him up and doing a cannonball into there, but <clears throat> we thought this might be safer. So, um, so just uh, join with us in this, friends, if you would. Uh, come on out. We're, discover, we're, dis, we're discovering how many steps there are in this baptistry. So, oh, Jason, we're here, brother. Look at this. Just kind of look at this moment. I know these guys have known you a lot longer than I have. And uh, the fact that they're in the pool we're here with you means so much to you. We've talked about that. And so to you guys, I want to say thank you. Um, for 20 years, you've stood by his side. Uh, you've been friend through thick and thin. You guys have done things with him and for him that you never thought you'd do for another human being, and I thank you for that. I thank you for displaying love of Jesus uh, to this man and to his family, and so thank you for being a part of this here today. So, Jason, questions I ask. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes, I do. And are you here today to be baptized, to represent to your church family, your friends, your love for, and your full surrender and obedience to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes, I do. Because of that confession, your friends and I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.